Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, as we're recording, the Golden Globes are on right now. And it got me thinking, what has been the best thing you've seen, movies or TV, that you've seen this past year? This past year. Okay, so if we're talking about TV, so uh, so I do watch movies, but I'm more into like TV series, like multiple seasons. So I, I think How to Get Away with Murder got done in 2020. So in the past year, I think in mid 2020. And so I was totally addicted to it. I can't get past the drama. What about you? How to Get Away with Murder was like mm-hmm. six years ago, though, Monica. We're talking about. <laughs> we're talking no, about it this ended in 2020. Year, Monica. <laughs> well, I'm old, so I can't tell like what's today and what's a long time ago. Maybe if you start, then that'll kick off, you know, me thinking. Because like right before this, listeners, I didn't even know what the Golden Globes was. I was like, what? Oh, what is my it about? gosh. <laughs> Monica, it's like the precursor to awards shows. There's the SAG Awards, Oscars, and then there's the Emmys. So this is the one that kind of kicks off and kind of the prelude to the Oscars. So if you win the Golden Globes, the chances is that you likely are probably going to win the Oscars or something like that. But it's more of has more of the entertaining, the Hollywood feel to it, whereas Oscars is more, you know, suit and tie stuck up type of feeling. So what are some big movies that came out in 2020? Because it seemed like all the post-production was was slowed down. And I don't really remember a whole lot of movies that came out last year. Like, what, what's your favorite? There's not a, really a lot of movies that stand yeah. out. I think for me, if we're talking about TV, I think one of the big ones that people were talking about, and I just checked on Twitter, is that Ted Lasso. You ever seen, you ever heard of Ted Lasso? Because mm-hmm. it's not that popular because it's an Apple TV show. Okay. But it's with Jason Sudeikis. Okay. He is a football coach and he's this like bright, bushy eyed, optimistic, like everything is optimistic <laughs> bush football coach. And he gets hired in London to be a professional soccer coach and he knows nothing about soccer. And it's great <laughs> because he uses all of his, you give it 110% and that type of attitude and it doesn't matter if you win or lose as long as you give it your all and gosh darn it we almost had it you know that that type of (laughs) and he has this mustache and you're just like you just have to root for him in his character one of the things he makes because there's this this disgruntled owner hired ted lasso and every day he brings these biscuits these british biscuits they're they're cookies right yeah aka cookies Mm -hmm. in america she can't find them anywhere and it turns out that ted lasso makes these biscuits every day for her oh so that, so he forces her to talk to her so she can have the biscuits. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, fast forward everything. You guys got to check it out. I was looking up online how to make the Ted Lasso biscuits because mm-hmm. they have maybe it might be a thumbprint. Yeah. Thumbprint type of cookie or some sort of biscuit that he makes. It's some sort of shortbread. So not your favorite cookie, Monica, because I no. know you're not a big shortbread fan. Mm-hmm. But I love shortbread. I was like, maybe this would be something. I wonder if we can get ahead of this TikTok craze. <laughs> maybe this might be the new TikTok fad is to make those Ted Lasso cookies because they oh, just won oh. the Golden Globe and they're just now going to get popular. So maybe that might wow. be the thing. Look at, wow. Look at you, Nelson, speculating on <laughs> on, on biscuit futures. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, I hurt myself. <laughs> For someone who doesn't watch TikTok, I have been influenced by TikTok a lot. Totally. I, ended up, I ended up watching The Greatest Show because... 
people are replicating that from now yeah. on mm-hmm. a p- portion of the greatest showman. And I'm like, Oh, I got to watch this. And then, man, I had no idea. Greatest show was so fun. <laughs> I've never seen it before. Uh, you never saw it before. So, no. And, and I watched it two, t- two nights in a row because so it was so good. Funny is I think that Hugh Jackman is the, I think the songs that they chose for him weren't good ones. Didn't really capitalize on his voice. And I think it could have been so much better. Cole actually wanted to see that like a mom's son movie day. And mm-hmm. this was back in the, when it first came out. So it wasn't COVID and like the only seats that were left were in the front. And so it was, you know, like sitting right in the front row, like staring straight up 90 degrees. Yeah. And, uh, but, but, he wanted to see it and he loved it it's it's so funny but yeah i think hugh jackman could have done a better job had they given him better songs oh i really liked it i really? thought it was wonderful yes i thought hugh jackman was amazing well of course he won the tonys in mm-hmm. uh broadway for his broadway performance too so what are the tonys we knew i know millennials don't know what the tonys are because they sound, <laughs> sounds boring but anyway <laughs> so i think he's wonderful my is my best friend told me the same thing it's like you need to watch the greatest showman it's really good and i'm like yeah i'm not in the mood for it. i'm not really in the mood for it and then i start seeing on instagram on my search algorithms like from now on and then people are like replicating the dance and everything i'm like right. what is this it's like you okay I'm great in that zach efron is zach efron is and he is looks tolerable fantastic. He looks fantastic no. in it. Zach Efron is tolerable because I do not like Zach Efron <laughs> at all. What? He's terrible in Baywatch. He's terrible in <laughs> High School Musical. He's awful in everything. The only one that he's really good in is that one with Reese Witherspoon. There's also a circus one, isn't mm-hmm. it? Oh, no, no. I'm talking about different. Oh, wait. You know what? That's the other guy. That's the Twilight guy. Never mind. I messed that up. They forget the Twilight about it. Guy. <laughs> Edward? The new Batman. The new Batman. He's Edward. The new, yeah. He was in he was in that circus movie with Reese Witherspoon. That's another circus movie. Anyway, moving on. I'm not a fan of Zach Efron. He was tolerable in it. Loved Zendaya. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hugh Jackman, Wolverine. He's he was he was awesome. Anyway, welcome to the show, everyone. I want to see everybody making Ted Lasso biscuits and sending it to me on DM next week, please. So much. Welcome butter. to the show. <laughs> episode 129 how are you monica we're off to a great start by the way i know i'm just like ooh, nice catching up with you nelson i'm good we got to see each other last week oh i totally forgot yes we did it's been a long week i'm sorry it's been a very long week yes we did see each other we were in ballard amongst other things that's awesome it was fun it was really good to see you Good to see you too. Now it'll be a while before we see each other again, but that's okay. <laughs> At least that's we saw okay. each other for a little bit. That's how it works. We <laughs> caught up. I gave you a birthday gift and I had something for your son too. And lo and behold, it was in my car because <laughs> I didn't realize it fell out of the bag. So that's really sweet. tell Cole sorry about that. Uh, well, he doesn't know. So that's okay. He'll be surprised next time. Yes. All right. Well, let's get off to a wonderful start, Monica. We have three recaps. Holy cow. Normally we just have one or none, right. but today is three. This is amazing. Right. You go. So Monica, I'm so sorry. Our secret eating was exposed this week because McDonald's recently launched three new chicken sandwiches, the crispy chicken, spicy crispy chicken, and the deluxe crispy chicken. Monica, which one was your favorite of the three? And don't tell me it's the deluxe because that one has vegetables on it. So you can't tell me that one is your favorite, the chicken, the crispy chicken deluxe. Uh, deluxe minus tomatoes was my favorite. Oh. <laughs> it was. 
<laughs> I actually like the spicy crispy chicken because I, I like McDonald's when they'd make it spicy. You got to spice up your life, as yeah. the Spice Girls used to say. So, yes, make sure you have, I like the spicy crispy chicken. Yeah, I don't know. Something about the deluxe. I just like the combination of the flavors, but I don't like the textures of sliced tomatoes. It's full of seeds and gushy. I will take your tomatoes. I do actually like the deluxe crispy chicken as well. No, it's good. Only because it has the cheese, the lettuce, yeah. and the tomatoes. That's what I like. And the Whenever sauce. It had a different sauce. And it had a different sauce. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Monica, would you say that McDonald's has flown the coop? <laughs> <laughs> Sure, Nelson. <laughs> you, you're so punny. Or what about bada ba ba ba? No, <laughs> I like that one better. I like that one better. <laughs> yeah, Good. yes, I like the octave changes. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> ba -da -ba -ba -ba. <laughs> thinking about that in the shower when i was thinking of like what kind of Great. chicken puns can i make from it right. yeah that was good I, it was so funny i almost inadvertently let out a swear word but i held it in <laughs> <laughs> mcdonald's was awesome they gave me some swag too as well and fun sweatshirt to help promote this new these new crispy chicken sandwiches they are out now make sure you go get them and monica tell us about what were we doing in ballard you kind of foreshadowed it while we were talking about it in the <laughs> intro tell us about what we were doing in ballard yeah, well, we are fans of Gather Kitchen and Bar in Ballard. And starting today, Chef Ryan Donaldson is launching a new concept called Harmony and Grain for the month of March. So just think, just imagine it, Nelson. Healthy food, reasonable prices, and bold flavors. That's all anybody needs to know. So you and I stopped by for a sneak preview. Honestly, my mind was blown. So first of all, you all know how I feel about meat and how I feel about vegetables. So that should tell you what to expect from me. But I know Chef Ryan, and I can appreciate his creativity. So I went down there. We went down there. And my favorite was the Great Pacific Northwest Bowl for just $11. And it's filled with smoked salmon, roasted Brussels sprouts, shaved apple, dried cherries, aged cheddar, hazelnuts, onion puree, and an herb mustard dressing. So it sounds like a lot of stuff, but when they're all together, they really blend harmoniously. Um, the combination of the flavors. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, I see what I did there, right? <laughs> the combination of the flavors and textures was exceptional. So Nelson, I think I think your favorite might have been the Hawaiian bowl, but correct me if I'm wrong. Actually, it was the Caribbean tapas bowl. Ah, oh, that, that one had one. the plantains. That one had the plantains. Mm. That one also had the scallops in it, as mm. well as this kind of Spanish taste in my mouth when I when I put it in. I think it was. <laughs> Monica, let me just tell you, I really enjoy that there are more healthier options than just an acai bowl. Yes. That's all I see now. It's just or like... Or just a plain salad. Yeah. Or just a plain salad. Mm -hmm. Just like, give give us more options. That right. for, for lunch, it's perfect. I mm -hmm. want something that's healthy. I want to... I don't want something that fills me up. I don't want something that knocks me out for a nap or anything mm -hmm. like that. And I got some really good feedback from all my DMs. A lot of people were talking about it. It's like, what yeah. is this? Where me is this too. at? What is this? Right. And I'm like, yes, go to Ballard. It's like, oh my yeah. gosh, I live right there. And I was like, right. yes, then go get a grain bowl. I actually liked your great PNW bowl yeah, or so the Oaxacan bowl mm -hmm. because of the meat short rib mole. <laughs> <laughs> you like that. I know you like that one, but I actually really love the great tapas bowl. It had this really just this citrusy, mm 
and this nice feeling to it. Mm-hmm. And that was wonderful. Yeah, but no, all of them were really good. Shout out to Find Me in Seattle. He was there too. We finally we got to catch <laughs> up with him. He helped me kind of fix my golf swing. So shout out to Find Me in <laughs> I Seattle. Know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when it's golf talk, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but we're in for Ryan and Gather and doing this new Harmony and Green. I am mm-hmm. anytime that Ryan Donaldson makes anything, I am totally in mm-hmm. because this food is yeah. amazing. Everyone has to try it. People, I feel like when people are talking about like, oh, grains, you mean something you buy from the deli case from the PCC? No, this is not yeah. it. This is way better. All the flavors go so well together. And right before you dug into the great PNW bowl, you let me have like a scoop that I put back on to my bowl because of COVID. But <laughs> so, right. and I tried it. I was like, wow, that really does feel have mm-hmm. that Pacific Northwest feel to it. And it's got the smoked salmon and everything. That was, mm-hmm. I think I would order that next month. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, Nelson, you're absolutely right. Like this is not like mm-hmm. salad bar food at all. Think mm-hmm. about salad bar food that actually tastes good and is thoughtfully prepared yes. and curated. Uh-huh. I mean, that's, that's the only way I can say it. So it's like a salad bar that a, like a personal chef built for you. <laughs> absolutely. So- that's exactly what it is. Harmony and Grain is open for lunch and dinner from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. They have takeout and they have limited seating indoor and outdoor. And so visit their website, harmonyandgrain.com for more info. So Nelson, before you get to our next recap, uh, you had mentioned that you brought me a gift. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the chocolates. I'm a chocolate lover and I love trying a new place that's in your home of Issaquah (laughs) that that I've never (laughs) been to, but I'd actually heard about it from some friends of mine. So I was really excited and um, I've eaten about a quarter of the box. So thank you so much. I am enjoying it. Oh, you're welcome. I honestly didn't know this. I feel awful because I I don't know what your favorite chocolates are, Monica. I don't. <laughs> I think you might have talked about it to me mm-hmm. before, but it's kind of one of those things that just passed one ear and out the other because I didn't yeah. I didn't put it in my memory palace here. So I was just like, oh no! It's like I gotta go in there. I gotta I gotta bring Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio and into Inception to figure out where that what that right. where that came from. So I don't know. So I chose a bunch of stuff you for did. you. I know you did like salted caramels yes and they had and they had hawaiian mm-hmm. salted caramels mm-hmm. um i got you a couple alcoholic ones because you are <laughs> the big drinker in amongst us so i got you a, an amaretto and i think mm-hmm. i got you an irish cream mm-hmm. or maybe as kalua mm-hmm. and i bought you some other things with nuts too as well and some some assorted ones that just mm-hmm. sounded good so i just picked them up for you Totally. I, and I knew that. And, and that's okay. I appreciate it. I'm all, I'm all tasting a couple more. Nelson doesn't know what kind of chocolate I like. No, I don't. I, I bit into one and Cole said, what's the matter? I'm all nothing. I'm all the chocolate is really good. He goes, what does it taste like? And I'm all, it tastes like fruity pebbles. <laughs> was there a fruit one? I think there was a raspberry there's, there's one that a, I might yeah, have gotten right? you. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm all, this is a berry one. This is so Nelson. It was like a fruit truffle. <laughs> But thank you so much. I didn't want to get into like, oh, there's a bunch of, there's coconut and there's right? macadamia nut. I was like, oh my God, she must think that like, oh, she's from Hawaii. I'm going to grab everything from Hawaii that's related, that's island related. But no, I was just, it was just ones that just sounded good to me. Cool. No, they're delicious. And I can't, and see, unlike other places that have a map, there's no map folks. So like mm. every bite is like an adventure. I know. I'm just like, I wonder what this one is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember what I got you. It's just I, like, oh I know. So it's like, there's no way to know what these are. And you just have to taste them. Just, just taste them. <laughs> it's the best. So thank you again. You know, I've lived in Issaquah all my life. Mm-hmm. 
I think I've only been to Bohm's three times. And the two times I've been recently is because I got chocolates for you and I got chocolates for Retta. Mm. It's kind of like the Space Needle for us people that live in Seattle, right? We don't ever mm. visit and venture up to the Space Needle because we want to go see it because we live around here. We only do it because we have visitors coming from out of town. So we go to Space Needle and that's kind of like Bohm's. It's, even though it's in Issaquah, I never visit it. So this, like, that's probably like the third time I've mm. been there. But they do wonderful chocolates, though. Awesome. All right, Monica, let's get let's bring this tangent back. Let's, let's talk about the last recap here. <laughs> kombucha. You know how much I love kombucha and I love seeking kombucha. Seeking kombucha were all across farmers markets before last March showing up at SLU Market. And they were at, for me, the Bellevue Farmers Market last summer. Well, now they have a permanent spot in SLU. In addition to the kombucha, you can get cocktails and pitchers of sangria and mimosas with your choice of kombucha. And Monica, they have mocktails. Woo! I love mm-hmm. mocktails. I do. They're delicious. We love mm-hmm. them. I had a strawberry buchade with Lucas Chamoy Sugar Rim and the Maui Sunset Kombucha, which consisted of hibiscus and pineapple. I really like their mocktail concoctions. Mm-hmm. That was That's my favorite. There's also cocktail concoctions. The buchilada, which is a kombucha michelada version, and you can mix white claw with kombucha. I know you like that, Monica. I know you how much you like your white claws. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> I, you got a different mocktail drink than me, so you didn't get the strawberry buchade. What did you end up getting? Well, uh, I showed up there a little after 10 and I was asked if I would like a uh, cocktail. I declined <laughs> because I had a full day ahead of me. So I did. I did. I got a mocktail. So I got This Is Us. That one was with calamansi and prickly pear, sparkling water, kombucha, tahini on the rim to give that mm-hmm. michelada feel and uh, chamoy. And I really enjoyed it. The rim was a little bit messy, but it was delicious. It also was just sort of like stain, gave me like a lip stain. <laughs> so it looked like I was using lipstick that day, but it was delicious. For my take home, I got a uh, lavender lychee. So I'm really excited to try that out. So that's in my fridge ready to go. Um, so I can't wait. I did a bottle swap with them because I had a 32 ounce growler that I bought back in July for the Bellevue Farmer's Market. So I brought in. They're not refilling your growlers. They're doing bottle swaps, you guys, because of COVID. So they're going to give you a brand new, for me, they're going to give you a brand new 32 ounce bottle. And for that one, I did a bottle swap and switched out my growler for the Tropical Dream Kombucha, which is mango and Mm. pineapple. I wanted to do the lychee and lavender, Monica, but I was kind of intimidated because she mentioned it was more flowery. And so I was like, oh, you know me, I'm more on the sweeter side. And that's why I like Mm -hmm. Seeking kombucha is because they're not as sour. They're more on the sweeter side of kombuchas. And I drank my 32 ounce. I thought I would save 16 ounce for this morning, but I ended up drinking the whole night. So I ended up drinking the whole 32 ounces the whole night (laughs) because it was so delicious. Their stuff is good. Their flavors are definitely something that I enjoy compared to other places. Mm -hmm. So, so happy to see them open up their spot. They are now open. SLU, go check them out, you guys. Go grab a growler of it. Their flavors are really delicious. All right, Monica, let's move on to what are we eating, shall we? Yeah, what are you eating? To start off the week, man, it was rainy. I can't believe, I know we live in Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) the rain. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of the week, it was a really cold and rainy day on Tuesday. And so a hot bowl of pho just sounded really good. So my friends and I, we went to the pho box soup shop. Non-foodie friends, by the way. Yes, I have friends beyond food friends. I can't (laughs) believe it, Monica. (laughs) I got their special beef belly pho, which had nice fatty thin cuts of beef 
We also got an order of their twice fried chicken wings, but everybody knows those wings aren't enough for me. So I went across the parking lot and I got a 10 piece of mangosteen wings and those hit just so differently. Oh, hit hit different. We <laughs> <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> Nelson, so it's a slang. <laughs> I am very, yes, it snaps. Is that a word? No, is the snaps work? No, what's I'm turning into the woman that's telling the son all of these, this like, right? common lingo. Right. Okay. It slaps anyway. <laughs> you'll talk more about Mangosteen, Monica, so I'll just leave her that there. Moving on, every time I think of chicharrones, for some reason. I have an image of Homer Simpson sitting on the couch eating them. Do you recall that? I think it was like the first season. I think he cheated death and was like, from now on, I'm going to do everything I, I ever dreamed of in my life. And then they show a snapshot of Homer eating chicharrones or pork rinds on, on the couch after he <laughs> no, cheated death I, and ate the blowfish. <laughs> no. <laughs> when I hear it, all I think of is that chicharron that you had that's the size of my head a couple of months oh. ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I think about when I hear it now. Okay. <laughs> Well, I thought about Homer Simpson. But anyway, I saw an insatiably Epicurious buy five bags of chicharrones at La Esperanza Mercado y Carniceria, otherwise known as Beacon Market up in Beacon Hill. That used to be Beacon Market back in the day, like 30 years ago. But now it's a Mexican grocery store. And since I don't have a family, I just bought two bags and they're already gone <laughs> of the chicharrones. They are amazing. They're so good. Oh, I love it. After Harmony and Grain... I drove past Inner Bay and Elliott Avenue, so I had to stop by Fuji Bakery, and I picked up some pastries. You know, getting there late before they close actually works perfect for me at Fuji Bakery. I know mm. all the sweets are gone, mm. but the savories are still there, Monica. There were a lot of beef curry buns, I saw. There are. There were a lot of beef curry buns. <laughs> I love that one. I picked up one of those, the beef curry ball. I also picked up a ham and cheese croissant. I almost got the giant vegetable focaccia, but I had to show some willpower. There was, there was just way too much, but I was like, oh, this is wonderful. They have everything that I want. <laughs> yeah, you turn into my brother, one of everything. <laughs> the savories are just the best at Fuji Bakery. I, they're so underrated. They, I almost got, they had a bunch of katsu and a bunch of sandos that you can pick also from there, yep. but we just had lunch at harmony and grain so i was kind of full by then so <laughs> otherwise i would have picked those i would have picked up a sandwich mm. friday went out to georgetown and inside the sneaky tiki bar are the people of the chubs monica mm -hmm. another alumni of the slu market i've been chasing the elusive chubs burger for i don't know it's elusive to me <laughs> because the last few years when i've visited their truck it's never on the menu <laughs> carne asada fries are always on the menu but i can never get the chubs burger whenever i walked up there and i'm like ah oh, man i get so disappointed and well i finally got it and this burger is so good it's a, mm -hmm. it's really good, Monica. I know you've had it before, but I've been missing out. I literally uh, will tell you right now on air, I, I've been missing out. Look, you guys, instead of getting the bacon, get it with the tempura fried spam to go with it. Or you can get it with bacon, too, and the spam. Mm -hmm. I, I might might do that, too, as well. But make sure you get it with bacon. Yes, it's amazing. They also came out with a new item menu, which is the Buria Flautas with Consomme. So you can get it with the Consomme. Mm -hmm. This was also amazing too. I love their menu, Monica. It's ever-changing and they're working on creating new items. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to them all. They're just so awesome. You guys got to check out the people at Chubbs. And they have a permanent spot from Tuesday to Saturday. They're awesome. You guys got to yeah. check it out. 
Chubbs has deeper roots than Salt Lake Union Market. They've been around since before then. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm not sure why you didn't get to try their items, um, but I'm glad you did when you went there and glad to see them have a space over on the side because the truck wasn't running for a while. So this is probably better for everybody. And they get more flexibility having a kitchen to work out of. So I'm they excited. Do. They know I'm excited because I hype them up all the time. But, uh, you know, who knows next time I get down to Georgetown. My road trips are still fairly limited. <laughs> I don't know. You say you don't visit Renton a lot, but you do show up to Renton quite a few this past year. What are you so, talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying that about Georgetown. You show, you say you don't go to Georgetown often, but for some reason you're, you venture there more often than you think. Okay. Right. Nelson has me GPS, y'all. It's kind of one of the <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Since we're sort of getting into my food truck roots, Nelson, mm-hmm. I kicked yes. off last week with a Jamil's Big Easy pop-up at Local Tide. Jamil and I have known each other for years, and if you haven't tried his food, then same thing. You don't know what you've been missing. The truck shut down a couple of years ago. Since then, you know, they used to be everywhere, every week, downtown, South Lake Union, every place. And they really make great Cajun soul food. And he has some of the best fried chicken in the city. I also had catfish, which I've missed, yams, dirty rice, and crawfish beignets and for dessert pecan bars so be on the lookout for pop-ups in the future and if you're looking for where to get Jamil's food he has a kitchen open on Del Ridge in West Seattle and follow them on Facebook because they don't have a really active Instagram account but their Facebook has their menus and hours and things like that so uh, Nelson had you eaten at Jamil's before when the truck was running I still haven't yet tried Jamil's <laughs> yet I've seen them at other at places and mm-hmm. I've gone to other food trucks before that so no I have still have not yet tried Jamil's yet. Mm. Fried chicken and the catfish are good. So I will do that. That sounds really good. If you, if you (laughs) vouch that their fried chicken is amazing, I have to check it out. Hey, cookie vouches for it. (laughs) (laughs) Cookie Mm -hmm. showed up that night. I I was there early, but like all the chefs came in later that night. So um, yeah, excellent food. Very sweet, sweet guy. Um, on my way home from Fremont, I stopped at Alamode Pies, and I know you're a fan of them, Nelson. They were running a lemon meringue special. I know you like that. And I just Ooh, kept yeah. missing it. And so I just made it under the wire and made it before they took it off the menu. I think a great pie really starts with a crust that's sturdy but not too hard, just holds everything together. They have really delicious lemon curd, and their meringue is so dreamy because I'd say three quarters of it is like meringue, and it's like perfectly executed and got that nice like burnt color on the top and that flavor flavor. Um, so you can always buy pies by the slice or whole, and they have a variety of sizes to choose from, from regular size to little ones. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a big <laughs> fan of theirs. And then, oh, so Saturday, my plans got a bit mixed up. So after I was at Seeking Kombucha, because you and I went on different days, I decided to go to Hello Im to pass the time. Because you know, Nelson, I don't stand in, I don't like standing in line. I stood in the yeah. line because I needed something to do. Like there was no place for me to be for like half an hour. So I'm just like, fine, I'll go stand in this line. And as I was standing in line, I was spotted by Emerald City Eater and Vicky Eats. And so I decided to ditch the line. <laughs> And then we just went on a mini food crawl because we were planning on going all the same places. So we just did it together. So across the street from Hello Eam was Bamboo Food Truck. And actually, Bamboo Food Truck started out just as a street food vendor at at, uh, Fremont Sunday Market. And I never see the truck anymore because they sort of have more southeast side routes. And so it was really great to see them. We also went to Susu Dessert Bar in Mangosteen. So with Bamboo, Emerald City Eater ordered the curry beef lumpia. Let that sink in. Lumpia with curry (laughs) beef inside. 
and it's a really nice curry and uh, they do a really good job crisping up the lumpia. So it's got that really nice satisfying crust with that thin, thin uh, wrapper. Delicious. I was hangry. So that really helped keep me under control. So I, I wasn't a danger to anyone. You know, you know, when I get like that, Nelson, like I just can't be stopped. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've experienced it in front of me. <laughs> It's like watching a train wreck, right? <laughs> okay, so from there, we went to Susu, and we stood in line again. <laughs> but I haven't been to Susu in months, probably since November, because I haven't been going out much. And so I stood in line and got some caramel and hazelnut cake bites. So, like, a description of a cake bite sounds really, really simple, but these little cakes are really complex and extremely well executed. I just love them. And so after that, it was time to head home to Mangosteen. <laughs> You've been to Mangosteen more in the last two months than I have. Um, I used to go every week until I sort of went into mini lockdown. Thai always outdoes himself. I can't even say enough about that. I had ahi poke nachos, garlic noodles, mangosteen wings, popcorn chicken, black milk, milk tea, and a bunch of drinks to go. I think the ahi poke nachos, very crispy chips, and it had layers of sweet sauce and marinated fish. The fish was also a little bit sweet, but that satisfying crunch and those chips stayed crunchy because the fried wonton chips, right? And mm -hmm. uh, the popcorn chicken was cut just the right size and flavored just the right spice. I love those too. So those I think I hadn't tried before because I think they might be new on the menu. But it just felt good to be back, to be home. And so what I didn't know, Nelson, is that Mangosteen is not open in the parking lot anymore. Like you walk around the south side of the red boat and then they have like a, a, a window that you ring a bell to order. Um, because that's why I thought they were closed when I got there initially. So, <laughs> so yes, find them on the south side with the window. Oh wow, Monica, you haven't been there in quite a long time. Yeah. yeah, they've had they've had that ordering window for a while now. I know. No, I haven't. But I wish I came this weekend because Ty told me to stop by because they you guys they were experimenting with popcorn chicken. Mm -hmm. But I was golfing over the weekend and I was like, man, I wish I would have stopped by. But yes, the poke nachos I've heard are amazing. They're the same kind of wonton shells that they make mm -hmm. for the tacos too as well. So mm -hmm. so they're similar. So if you if they're not serving the nachos, pick up the tacos because they're kind mm -hmm. of the same. I think there's just yeah. more sauce with the nachos maybe in terms mm -hmm. when they mix it up together. But yeah, yeah that's an amazing creation. And any eats food, we were talking about it and she, she was telling me because she's very critical when it comes to poke. Mm -hmm and ahi specifically so she gave the stamp of approval for mangosteen so you know it's good yeah. because there's only a couple places just like you and i we only go to a couple places to eat poke there's only a couple places that she'll get the ahi and so this is one of them totally ty does it right he flies in that he has someone flying the fish for him fresh you can tell by the color and the texture of the fish it hasn't been frozen again i can taste frozen ahi and i won't have any part of it <laughs> So, so yes, I, I agree with Annie. You can taste the quality and uh, he does a good job getting that, getting sauced, as I awesome. say, getting sauced. So nice. All right, Monica. Well, we do have an interview this week. Why don't we tell the world about it? Our interview today is with Val Galena, also known as Valicious Kitchen on Instagram. Val is a home cook and she splits her feed between her creations and eating out. Here's our interview with Val. Well, welcome to the show, Val. Thanks for having me. I am so excited that you were able to join us today. I'm a big fan of yours. First of all, why don't you tell us how you got started with your Instagram account? Well, I always had a lot of friends and family always asking me for recipes. So it was kind of my way of being like, 
Ugh, just look at my page. Okay. I'll describe how to make it. There's the ingredients. Stop asking me for the 20th time for the same recipe. So that's kind of how I got started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I love about your page is, you know, I like recipe developers and I like like food influencers, but I don't like if that's all that they do. So you have two of my favorite things. You're out there buying stuff from businesses, taking shots of it, hyping up businesses. And then at the same time, you're cooking for your family. How do you balance that um, in your account? Oh, I mean, it's really hard because I mean, I'm a mom. If I don't talk a lot about it, but I have two young boys. They're they're six and seven. So, you know, we eat out when we can. We We go to restaurants, you know, try to support them kind of at the kind of odd times where it's not too busy so we can get takeout. Mm-hmm. So it's mainly a lot of takeout to support businesses and once in a blue moon we'll we'll do dine in but at the you know between dinner between lunch type of times yeah no totally I agree with that I mean I um you'll sometimes you'll find me eating lunch at like two or three (laughs) o'clock or early dinner, just, just so it can be alone. Somebody was actually asking me about that today, like how I make decisions about dining. And actually I'm not really dining in, I'm dining outside, freezing my butt off. But you know, I have dined in a couple of times and I have to say that I feel like empowered as a customer that if I see a situation that I'm not digging, I'm leaving. But there are some places that are really great where they have really high ceilings or really great airflow and there's nobody else in there, you know, and I I don't want to like call out when businesses don't have customers in there because it's not because their food isn't good. It's actually because we're in the middle of a pandemic. But if I have the restaurant to myself, I'm going to sit there and eat. (laughs) And it's so nice. It feels like such a luxury these days. Right, right, right. Okay. So that's a little bit about eating out. Uh, That's great. And we'll get, we'll, we'll get some of your favorite places coming up, but let's talk about where you get your inspiration for your recipes and your food styling. Uh, well, I come from like a big line of home cooks and I was born in Laos, a uh, little bit of my background and moved to Canada. So, but both of my parents' sides are Chinese. So a lot of influence from like Lao, Chinese and with the neighboring countries. So a lot of like Vietnamese cuisine, Thai, all kind of like mashed in there. So mm-hmm. learning a lot of like my parents cooking and basically trying to lock down the measurements is the most important with Asian cooking because most Asian parents do not measure. It's like, yeah. just taste, you'll know, right? So we are like, no, but I don't know. And people don't know. So that's why I need to measure. (laughs) That's so funny. I can relate to that. You know, I thought I was well prepared to cook when I, you know, left my parents when I graduated high school. And because I'd help my mom and, you know, did all the things that we do in Asian households. But then when I I was in college, I was like, you know, calling my mom because back then we used the phone for phone calls. (laughs) And saying, hey, you know, I don't understand. Like, no, I know the ingredients, but like you said, like, well, you know, to your taste. And I'm just like, well, can you guesstimate it for me? I mean, is it one tablespoon or one cup? That's a huge difference. (laughs) And the thing is, they change it up too. My mom, I'll be like, but you told me two tablespoons last time. And she'll be like, oh, well, you know, two two or three, you know, but then they she doesn't use a regular measuring spoon. No. It's, it's like a kitchen eating, right. you know? So that's the kind of spoon Asian parents use, which is funny. Yeah. And it took me years to, to figure it out. And thinking about like how you develop recipes, I mean, it's changed the way I develop recipes because now I actually, when I'm working on something, I actually keep a notebook where things are written down and I scratch them and I change them because usually... I'm not that good. It usually takes three to five times on a recipe before I'm happy with it. Um, if I've never made something before. So I've, I look, I know now that I keep better track of my own development because of my mom. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And that's kind of how you learn too. Cause sometimes I forget, I'm like, 
oh, that tasted so good last time. What did I do again? I can't remember, you know? So definitely write it down so you remember. Definitely, definitely. So um, why don't you tell us about Pork Belly? Because I have to say, that was like the nail in the coffin. I'm just like, I got to have Val on the show. When you put out that air fryer Pork Belly, I was like, oh my God. That was so good. It's funny because (laughs) my parents, we've been having this video chat with my aunts and uncles Mm -hmm. and everybody has their own recipe. Someone's like, no, you got to do this. No, 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 you do that, right? So I'm like, I'm going to try it my way and and let's compare, right? Mm -hmm. So we had a video call and everybody, you know, got to look at it and they're like, okay, the crunch, do the crunch test, right? I'm like, see? And they're like, okay, that was a good crunch, right? We we approve. And an air fryer, I tell everyone, it's a must. (laughs) So what's funny is I was an air fryer resistor, just like I was an instant pot resistor. So with the instant pot, I was Mm -hmm. actually terrified of pressure cookers because like, I remember my mom's pressure cooker in the old days, like a pressure cooker could kill you, (laughs) right? Do not open it when it's pressurized. Do not, right? Right. That was a real deal. So instant pot, I even like had an instant pot party with my friends where like I was across the room and I'm just like no I'm willing to participate but I'm not going to be in the kitchen like I'm going to be in this other room over here um so when I when I did get the instant pot it changed my life and then like air fryers have been around for a while I wanted it to be out for a while so that it got perfected as a technology for the consumers not for like kitchens and stuff I just don't have the space for it it's such a struggle so I said I didn't want one and my brother just bought me one for my birthday and Absolutely. I've had it for a week. I love it, but it's, I still don't have a place for it. It's sitting on my freezer. Cause you know, all Asians oh, have you, that one you, freezer. You will make, you will make a place for it. <laughs> right. It's right. That amazing. Yeah. It's like, what is losing its place in my kitchen for this? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we were all at a place in the beginning where we just started an Instagram account or we changed the direction of our Instagram account. What advice would you have for someone who's just starting out? This is probably the advice that most people will give you is like, just to be yourself, you know? I mean, it sounds like a broken record, but it's really so true. Like I, if you, you read my post, like I write a lot, right? And my, it was a funny story because my sister told me, she goes, nobody wants to read a long story like that, Right. And I was like, see, people do. I proved you wrong. And <laughs> and I feel like for me, it's it's about storytelling. And I kind of want a personality and a story behind the food, where I eat, what I cook. So mm-hmm. I say just just be true to yourself. And, and sometimes, you know, it takes a little while to find your niche. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you'll get there at some point. So yeah. I say you just kind of have to play around with it. Yeah, that's really good advice. How has your photography changed over time compared to like when you first started out? Oh, just learning how like to style my food. And for me, um, you know, lighting was a huge deal because I didn't really know how to work with lighting, especially when, you know, we don't get a lot of natural light, right? Because it's dark by 4.30 and usually I don't take a lot of my food photos until like late at night. Just learning how to work with lighting, I think has really changed and like upped my photography game. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And be creative because I think um, the one thing that you don't ever want to do is use the flash on your phone. And I'm not sure how many more times I have to say that to people, but that makes your photo look so much worse. And I think we've all been there where maybe we've had a really special night at a fancy restaurant with the worst lighting in the world. And oh, I haven't yes, captured some, yeah, I haven't captured some of those moments and that's okay. Like the memories are with me, but I'd rather put out no photos than crappy photos. <laughs> Oh, agreed. Agreed. (laughs) Okay. Fun part. 
what are we eating? So this is a segment of the show where our listeners get to hear about three of your favorite places to grab a bite in Seattle or around Seattle. Around Seattle. Um, we have absolutely been obsessed with with Sushi J and their seared salmon. Like we oh. could probably eat that once a week. It is so good. Um, it reminds me a lot of a beery sushi. Have you had a beery sushi? Yeah. So it's kind of just that seared taste. Oh, it's amazing. We, we're still obsessed with birria tacos mm-hmm. and... Uh, we we love a Vietnamese restaurant called Renton Bistro. That's Ooh, really really that's a good one. So Sushi J, I haven't been there, and actually I just was watching stories. More people are advertising the seared salmon, so it looks like y'all are on the same page. Um, for mm-hmm. birria tacos, I mean, do you just eat them anywhere? Or you have some favorites. Um, we've only actually tried um, birria. Maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. Birria taco Tijuana. I'm probably pronouncing <laughs> it wrong. <laughs> I know it's like Bieria. I know it's like a Tequiria, but it's Bieria, <laughs> Tijuana. Um, so they've got a couple locations. That, uh, mm-hmm. They just opened up a, a newer one in Everett, which is closer to us. So Yeah, I've seen that one too. So that's cool. And then Renton Bistro. I think everybody talks about Renton Bistro and I haven't been there. I rarely go to Renton. I usually go once or twice a year, um, but definitely on the list. And what are some of your favorite dishes there? Their bun sal is my favorite. So it's like a crispy, um, I think it's like a kind of coconut turmeric crepe that's filled mm-hmm. with meat and, and bean sprouts. And then you wrap it with lettuce and then dip it in the in the fish sauce. Oh, so good. <laughs> so that's one of my favorite things. And um, and the beef look luck. It's like mm-hmm. tender cubes of like garlicky beef. And mm-hmm. oh, it's just really good. That's excellent. So before we wrap it up, I'm going to ask, because we're talking about this before the show, about the first time you met the Nelson Eats. (laughs) Uh, When I met the Nelson Eats, I was told that he was very famous. So I'm like, so I I asked to take a photo with him. Oh, I could document the famous. Maybe I should post that one day if I can find it. He warrants a picture with you. Like, can I take a picture with you? Your first meeting? I need to document this, right? Celebrity sighting. Yeah, you're just like, I don't know who he is, but people says he's famous. (laughs) Right? This picture might be worth something today. (laughs) Right. Do you remember what event it was? It was called Inchins. So I met like a lot of great local foodies there and I had never met any local foodies before. So it was pretty cool to get introduced to a lot of them. I think it was maybe almost two years now, I think, or definitely a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. I always love stories because Nelson's kind of a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And he was so nice. I know. He obliged to the photo like any good celebrity would, you know. Yes, like any good celebrity. I remember the first time it happened to him, I wasn't with him. Um, our friend Emerald T.D. Ager was with him. And um, I was just so jealous I missed out on that moment where somebody's just like, oh, my God, you're Nelson East. Can I take a picture with you? Um, oh and, my and, and, like, he's so, he's so much more approachable than I am, you know, because, like, you know, Emerald to the Eater caught me today. Like when I'm in my zone by myself, I'm just doing my own thing, you know. <laughs> and so mostly if people are looking at me, I'm pretending not to see them. Because <laughs> it's COVID. I like, I don't want to talk to new people right, right? now. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, uh, I, I'm busy. <laughs> right. Okay. So last question before we get off, like, where can people find you? Are you just on Instagram or are you on other, other platforms? I'm just on Instagram for now. I'm, I'm hoping to launch a blog, but mm-hmm. with the two boys and being right. doing homeschool, mm-hmm. it, it'll eventually happen. But until yeah. until then, it's just Felicia's Kitchen on Instagram. Perfect. Belle, thank you so much for making time to join us today. 
Thank you so much for having me. And that's our interview with Val. Nelson, the pork belly that Val just cooked up in her air fryer stole my heart. It's crispy <laughs> and juicy looking. And for our listeners, just FYI, I can be lured just about anywhere by pork belly. Just FYI. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been seeing a lot of people doing the roast pork belly, but I haven't seen a lot of people do it in the air fryer. Right. And when, when I saw Val do it, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I want to do this now. And then right. I started looking up YouTube videos and looking at her recipe and comparing to see like, right. what are they doing? What are they doing? So I'm going to try to make hopefully the roast pork belly in maybe the next couple of weeks, depending on how much time I have. But I'm excited. Hey, by the way, thanks for outing me out. What? About <laughs> the interview. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Monica. Which time? <laughs> about Val meeting me for the first time. We I had she no idea talked, we were going to talk. You talked to me about that in the beginning. No, no. Re-listen to the interview, Monica. You're the one that said it first. You're I brought it back it up. I just think it's, it's so cute. I, I wasn't there to see it, so I. I, I know had, you're not there I to had see to, it. I had to live vicariously through Val. I'm all, what happened? Oh, we're gonna. This was my story, Monica. My story, not your story. My that's how, story. That's how I was including you in the interview, Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> I love hearing famous Nelson stories. Oh, this is the worst. They're the worst. Oh my god, Nelson! <laughs> Can I get a picture with you? <laughs> so bad the best <laughs> oh. Oh, all right well anyway monica great show tonight got through a lot obviously so i don't know what we've got going on i, I have a couple of things i'll be i'll actually have to go out to west seattle we'll have to see how that goes going through white center there uh, mm -hmm. with all the traffic but i'll be up in west seattle be all around i'll probably go back to renton too so maybe i'll stop by renton for the both of us maybe <laughs> sure. and... you can say hi to michael on your way yes <laughs> what do you got planned going on nothing really not a whole lot i've been trying to go out more because i'm starting to feel you, you know from the early days of quarantine you really start feeling like a shut-in that was happening to me and so i've actually intentionally tried to go out more this week it feels good and, and of course i always want to be safe i think i only have maybe a couple of deliveries coming to the house this week you know work is still pretty busy so i'll just live vicariously through your travels nelson that sounds good to me. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Stay safe out there and happy eating Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at Seattle Foodie Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again. And we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.